Good Man. evening, everybody. I was just waiting to probably would do it. <laughs> uh, as you can see, Raul is not feeling well today, so it is I to take over the main duty of hosting here, even though I'm on the wrong side, but that's fine. Roll can stay over there. No, you can stay over there. You said you god damn it. No, put me back over there. That's my good side. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, welcome everybody to the Nerdcore Podcast. We are here on number 652 to review Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. I am your humble co-host, Brad, aka Young Yoda. And with me today is our host, Roll. What's up? Roll the nerdy Chicano. Who um, looks like death, sounds like death, might be dying. Um, but the show must not. go on. That was that was a burp. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> but he, he is overjoyed that we got what we wanted. And that was Cody Rhodes. Yep. Um welcome everyone. Live live and early for our patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcore. That means you, Stacey. At the $1 tier, you get this episode live and early before anybody else gets to watch it. And today I woke up very sick and was not having fun. I've got about an hour and 30 until I got to take my DyQuil and it's off to bed. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm just, I don't know what the hell happened. Nobody at work was sick. No, uh, I guess I caught it on the bus or something. But Yeah, it just, it's going around. Yeah. Yeah. If it ain't COVID, it's bronchitis, it's the flu, it's it's everything this winter. Yeah. I can't afford a uh test, so we'll see how this long 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 how long this lasts. So um <clears throat> Brad, let's how are he, you doing today? Let's hope he heals quickly, everybody. Uh Raul, I am doing um all right today. It's freaking cold and windy again, like I can hear it. Yeah. I, I I need to soundproof this room somehow, but I have no idea how to do that. So <laughs> we are stuck with the wind. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, how was work today? Wasn't bad. Multiple meetings, usually how it goes, but wasn't bad. I'd say I think uh, went pretty well for the most part. Damn straight. Damn straight. Uh, very happy to know that. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes is going to happen. So, yes. So WWE. Um, I, everybody said it was a swerve. I think it was. It was definitely a swerve, but uh, I don't think it not, was. Not, I think, but not I, not from there from the beginning. No, I think they swerved with uh, the reaction they they received. They pivoted. I think they, they, they pivoted. They pivoted. Because, yes. Yeah. That's the correct correct term. I guess. Yeah, I think they pivoted because they realized that um, people were not happy. No, because, and, and, uh, yeah. But now we have Hill Rock. Yeah. Which is which is good. That's fine. I'm I'm good with Hill Rock. Yeah. Oh <laughs> three. It's 2003 all over again. I, I I did like the comment though. He already lost when he was showing his PowerPoint presentation of his family tree. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was too. done. It was done. <laughs> <laughs> that guy thought he was at an investor meeting. <laughs> I mean, we're getting corporate heel rock, so that's um, that's something. Yep, yep. Uh, today we're doing ourselves a uh, we're doing our uh, Thursday. Uh, we're live on Thursday, but this is going to go up for the public on Saturday. It's our extra review. We're doing Glenn Gary Ross, Glenn Gary Glenn, uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yep, Glenn it's, Gary. It's Glenn a tongue Ross. twister. I mean, yeah. 
I also found out today that uh, we don't have Peacock. I don't have Peacock anymore. So uh, I, wa- I I was able to watch this because I watched like ads. But um, am I am I allowed to share that? Can I share that? What? My Peacock? Because I have a Peacock subscription. Oh yeah, you can throw it at me. All right, I'll send it. I had a free year because of Spectrum. Yeah, that ain't no problem. Yeah. So I will get that over to you unless they, of course, like everyone else, is kicking everybody off. So uh, till then, yeah. we shall yes. share. Yeah, because I don't know how I'll watch WrestleMania. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I got you. Uh, yeah, uh, excited to do this one, Brad. So um, I think we should. Uh, we should. He doesn't it. look or sound it, but that's not because of the movie. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, my throat just hurts. Well, what's it called? It doesn't hurt. It's just like swollen. Yeah, it, uh, that's. And sound like you kind of a head cold. You might, you might have COVID, bro. That, that's my symptoms right there. Well, I don't think so because uh, my body doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, that's good. Okay. But yeah. so, um, we'll just, we should just uh, get into it, right? Yeah, Brad. Uh, Two films, so we do have to put a spoiler warning out there. Yep. So go ahead and say it, Brad. Um, so for uh, anyone who uh, has seen this movie and wants to stay, go ahead. But for everyone else, if you don't want to get spoiled, um, get the fuck out. <laughs> and uh, we'll be setting up uh, the review in five, four, three, two, one. One. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Coming from our source, Wikipedia, uh, Glengarry Glen Ross is a 1992 American drama film directed by James Foley and written by David Mamet. Based on his 1984 Pulitzer Prize-winning play of the same name. I did not know this was a play before. The film depicts two days in the lives of four real estate salesmen and their increasing desperation when the corporate office sends a motivational trainer to threaten them that all but the top two salesmen will be fired within one week. Like the play, the film is notorious for its use of profanity, leading the cast to refer to the film jokingly as death of a fucking salesman. The title of the film comes from the names of two of the real estate developments being peddled by the salesman characters, Glengarry Highlands and Glen Ross Farms. The film was critically acclaimed and is widely considered one of the best films of the 1990s. The world premiere was held at the 49th Venice Film Festival where Jack Lemmon was awarded the Volpe Cup for Best Actor. Al Pacino was nominated for an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award for Best Supporting Actor, yet the film was a box office failure for grossing $10.7 million in North America against a $12.5 million budget. It has since become a cult classic. Uh, so it was directed by James Foley, screenplay David Mamet. And I'm going to go through starring because it didn't name all the names. Starring Al Pacino, Jack Lemmon, Alec Baldwin, Ed Harris, Alan Arkin, Kevin Spacey, Jonathan Price. Cinematography, Juan Ruiz Anchia. Muse, uh, edited by Howard Smith, music by James Newton Howard, and yeah, running time of a hundred minutes, budget twelve point five million, box office ten point seven million. Good job, Brad. Thank Good you. Good job. Thanks. Um, so, Brad, uh, what are your initial thoughts on uh, Glenn Gary Giller? I am so okay. So, I, I want to start this off with I I never seen this movie before. I had seen this one clip. And it's the clip I showed Raul. 
And it's basically of Alec Baldwin and his motivational speech. <laughs> motivational. It's more of a threat that I'm going to fire you if you don't fucking sell more shit. Um, that's what that was. Um, so I'd always been interested in this movie for like a long time and just never bothered to watch it. Um, and I always heard good things about it. And so just from the first watch, um, I'm surprised. I'm like, I'm really surprised at how good this movie is. Um, it is a very fast paced movie. It went quick. I, I was, I was like, I, I, when it ended, I was surprised it ended. I'm like, it just that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't think it was just going to end like that, but, um, standouts for me, uh, you know, Jack Lemon, uh, Ed Harris, but my favorite was Pacino. Like I got to give it to Pacino. He brought the fucking a game in this, um, <laughs> Um, Kevin Spacey, I don't want to give any credit to Kevin Spacey just because of who Kevin Spacey is, but yeah, yeah, he did his role in this movie. Um, but I, yeah, again, Pacino, um, it's kind of a one room setting again, one of those movies. So not a lot you have to do outside that, but I, I like the dialogue. I like the fast paced uh, pace of it. And, um, I, I think it might it might have needed this is one of those I wish it went a little longer just because I was enjoying it so much. Um but that's what you get sometimes with movies. Um it's a damn disservice that I watched this while I was sick. So this felt like it was gonna go for it was going forever for me. <laughs> but that is not on the film. Uh great performance. The, the world was moving slow in Nyquil. Yeah, <laughs> performances were great. Uh, I specifically really like Pacino. I think that he's great in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the screenplay is fantastic. I think the script is really good. Uh, like I, I really like the dialogue. I like uh, the especially the blocking here. Um, especially the way that like some of the shots like are following people as like they're literally from the perspective of the last person that was looking at them. I think that, that was like really mm -hmm. good uh, blocking. And um. I, I really like that, um, but um, I just to me it felt like it was going forever, man. I was like, oh my god! Like I think you I have just, to rewatch when you're not sick. That's probably a really good <laughs> idea, Brad. Yeah, because total opposite on that. I thought this thing moved. This was one of the quickest movies I think I ever watched. <laughs> yeah, I just I felt like it was going forever, and I also felt like I as great as this movie is. I don't think I ever cared about any of these characters. Like, that was another thing. It It's like, and I think uh, had the movie been maybe, because it was what, hour 44 or yeah. hour 30 or something. If it had been two hours, I think you could have done a little more background on some of these characters yeah, and made us care a little more. Because they were trying to do that with some of the characters. Because you, you had the one on the phone call and it sounded like someone was in the hospital but yeah. they didn't really stick onto it long enough where it's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't really care because you guys are just yelling at each other. So that's yeah. that's more fun for me right now. For a um, movie that has like a lot of uh, a lot of meat on it in its script, like there's not a lot for me to hold on to here. There's not a lot for me to like actually say that I feel like emotionally feels very um feels very uh, substantial. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's like emotionally something that's pulling this movie together. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I think it's great, great dialogue. I think yeah, it's like written fantastically. That, I think um, it's, I think it's kind of like if Reservoir Dogs didn't have the action it had in it, 
I think it would have been kind of like that with that dialogue holding most of that movie up. It, it, that's what it kind of is. There's not a lot of like action going on in this movie. There, there's some tension build up, but there's not like you know gun shootouts or anything like in a Tarantino film. It's that dialogue just there holding it up. Bless you, by the way. Thanks, Brad. Uh, who I should have probably had my my, my tissues on me. Um, but you're right. Um, I think it's like it's a lot of flash and a lot of like so what's it called a style, but not a lot of substance for me. I never felt like any of these characters were like really speaking outside of the screen. Like they never felt like they were like, you know, anything more than what we were seeing on the screen. And but I they, like, but but they're they're basically hustle men. They're yeah. they're salesmen. So may, so that could have been part of the play and part of the screenplay is maybe we're not supposed to want yeah. to like them because they are kind of they're assholes True. i mean they're assholes to each other they're trying to con a bunch of people um i i really enjoy watching pacino do it because you they were all like why how can he do it he's just getting lucky and then they show him actually because he's not he's like not in a third of the movie pacino and when we first introduce him he's just having a drink with a guy and we didn't we don't even realize this guy's a client until he like sells him at the very end of his whole spiel and we're just like, oh, wow, that that's why Pacino's fucking like got 90 grand on the board. because He's fucking good. You guys all suck. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of like there's a lot of humor to this movie, too. I thought it was pretty. There was some parts that were pretty funny. I love how um, there. What's it called? Uh, it, it really does feel like you're inside of a fucking office, dude. Like, what's it called? It's like, it's completely salesman culture. Oh, yeah. Especially in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, I just love when they tell Kevin Spacey off, like, the whole fucking movie. Yeah. And they just call him, like, a piece of shit. And, like, has he even fucking sold anything? And just go off on him. And it, it's some of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. I also feel like, um, I also feel like, like, what's it called? Um, oh, my head. Um, my eyes, not my head. Um, I feel like the movie didn't know where it wanted to end, and um, it kind of just chose the spot. Yeah, and I think that like adding a little bit more there would have helped it out a lot. Yeah. Um, it's just, and I don't know. I've never read the play, so maybe like this is really all there is to the film, the play. I mean, and I, I mean, it's possible. I, I mean, I think a little. I think I agree with you a little longer. And you could have got a little more background on some of these characters. Because the Jack Lemon character, like, he's an older guy who's been in this business long. And, you know, he he's basically down on his luck in a way. And they're not giving him any leads, any good leads that he can actually sell shit. And, and so it, it's kind of showing that, you know, he he's he's basically done. Like, yeah. this is, it is, a it's the death of a fucking salesman, as they said. And um, I, I really enjoyed watching Jack Lemon just play this yeah. character. And I enjoyed the 10 minutes Alec Baldwin was actually on screen. I think this was just a great showcase of Alec Baldwin. Like, I don't even think this was acting. I think it was just Alec Baldwin being a dick. Yeah, I think that was just Alec Baldwin just being a dick. They're like, hey, man, yeah. we're going to have you in this movie for just a little bit. Can you just be an asshole? Just be yourself. Yeah. Roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll turn the camera on. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, I thought that like the the costume. I mean, not the costume. Sorry, the sets were pretty cool, pretty good too. I think they literally get the vibe of an office in New York. Yeah, um, the, the lighting at the bar and uh, in the office, especially the at booth. night. Yeah, the, the oh phone. the rain the rain scene with the car. Yeah, that was good. 
yeah. It, it's, it goes to show just how much um, can be done with films like this, where it's like interior and like offices. People kind of think like, oh, what's what's so interesting about shooting an office or shooting like a bar, like a, like something like that. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you can play a lot with different lights in this. I, I, lo- I love the one scene movies just because you, you can't use scenery to hide anything. It's really dependent on your story, your dialogue, and, you know, your actors or actresses, what they're bringing. And I think, like, they they did really well in this small, confined space to all of them and bringing their A game. I, I mean, I love, like, Jack Lemmon on the screen. Freaking Ed Harris was great. And, and then yeah. Pacino. Fucking, um, what's it called? Stacked cast. Yeah. It's really weird how how much of like a, like you said a stack cast this is, um, but again I think it's Pacino who steals the show. He absolutely just freaking thrives in this movie, and I love just his overall energy and what he fucking brings to this. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of those like underrated Pacino performances. Not a lot of people talk about this performance. Yeah, because there you always hear this. It's always the Alec Baldwin scene. It's yeah. always that. Which Pacino is not in there. <laughs> He's out fucking around somewhere at the bar. Yeah. But they always show you the Alec Baldwin scene, which which caught my attention. And you know, Ed Harris is in that, Jack Lemon's in that, and all that. But like there's so much more of this movie than just that one scene. I'm surprised they don't show like what Pacino does more <clears> with <throat> this movie. Because I think that would get a lot more people interested in watching this too if they haven't already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Brad? I, I mean, music wise, I think it worked for the movie, but it wasn't really there. I, did, I didn't really notice it. Nothing yeah. that I could say, like, oh, it was really like stood out to me. Yeah, nothing really helped with the, the scenes or anything in my mind. I, I mean, I guess it worked <laughs> in, in a way, but the music didn't. I don't know if it, it wasn't a necessary part for the most part, I don't think. And that's why they didn't use it. But maybe there could have been some scenes in there where, you know, it could have hit more of an emotional, you know, string and made us feel more for these characters than it did. And you didn't really get that for this. I mean, they're they're kind of con salesmen and, you know, it's fun watching them bicker and argue. But again, that's kind of a they're shallow characters to say it. It's just they had really great actors playing it. Damn straight. Damn straight. And you really just feel how what's it called of? You know how scubby some of these guys are, and that's why I'm telling you. Like, I don't. Maybe, maybe that is the point. That maybe you have a point. Maybe you're not supposed to root for these guys. Yeah. Excuse me. Um. Oh my god. Which, which, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I think uh, Amoris Peros. I kind of run it, ran into the same thing. Is like, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, there's no one to root for in this fucking film. And yeah. I think if I go watch it now, after you know years now, we've been watching these movies, I, I can be like. You know, there's some movies you don't need. You don't need the hero to root for. They're just good movies. Just good movies. Some people are just shit. Some people are just shit, and they need to be shown that they're shit on screen. Yeah. And so, hopefully, people don't become you know I shit think, salesmen. I think I root for the the dad. You know, Morris Pedros. The what's it called? The the one who ends up like changing his life around, and he leaves his hitman job and stuff. Um, okay, I I can see that. Yeah. But, um, I, I need to re it's been years, so I yeah. probably need to rewatch that and get another idea. Yeah. After having a little more background of, on movies and such. Yeah. Maybe it was a mistake introducing that one in the first year. Maybe. Yeah. But um I wasn't prepared for it. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give Glenn Gary Glenn, fuck me. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross a, um, a, fuck man, a seven and a half out of 10. Um, I think it's good. I think, I think what it's most like, what I think the most outstanding thing about it is it's, it's his, uh, screenplay. But now knowing that the, there's a play, they probably took a lot from that play. Yeah. I mean, was 12 Angry Men a play? Huh? Was 12 Angry Men a play? I am not sure. I don't, I don't remember. I just, it's one scene said <clears throat> coming to my mind. And I'm like, I think 12 Angry Men was a play. It kind of makes sense if it was. But, anyways, that, that doesn't much matter. Uh, I think I'm going to give Glengarry Glenn Ross a little higher at an eight out of 10. Um, again, I, I, I agree with Roel. There's, there's not much to latch on to with these characters, but they're played by an incredible cast with an incredible story. Um, but it is somewhat a bit shallow. It was a, it was a teleplay, Brad. Okay. Yeah. It was a teleplay. It was a play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel that the characters are a bit shallow and uh, not for, like I said, for a screenplay, it has a lot like there. It's not like a lot to hold on to. I've, I think 20 minutes at, it's one of those where I, I'm not taking away a minute. So I'm actually yeah. adding minutes to it w- would have helped. I think. Yeah. It's where the screenplay is good, but the direction is kind of off. Yeah. Also, Brad, um, would you be surprised to know that this is the, this is the same director of the uh, Fifty Shades uh, trilogy? Really? That is... I would not have thought that. Same guy. Wow. wow. You know you live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> yep. Isn't that something, Brad? That's... yeah. It, what else has he <laughs> Is that it? Is that all he's made? Glengarry Glenn Ross, and then like 30 years later? Um, I mean, he's worked a more, but like, oh, he did he did 12 episodes of uh, House of Cards. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've heard good things about that show. Yeah, 50 Shades of Grey, 50 Shades Free, 50 Shades Darker. Yeah. Well, he only did the sequels. He didn't do the 50 Shades of Grey. He did the sequels, though. I'm just um, trying to look at this filmography and just see the space. You did the Hannibal TV series. You did well, what's it called? An episode. You did two episodes of uh, of, of Billions. I love it when my dogs are being mean. Hmm. I do like billions. He's, he's developing a uh, a mini series on Reagan and Gorbachev. I think that's interesting. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting because, I mean, the dialogue in this movie is great. So it'd be. Yeah. I'm not sure about the Fifty Shades thing going on, but hey, um, it looks like if, he's... You're, if you're trying just to adapt those books, you, you're probably failing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's directed a lot of Madonna. What's it called? The music videos. All right, man, that's it. Thank you all so much for joining us, Brad. Uh, go ahead and read all it. Oh, well, hold on. I'm sorry, wrong one. Go ahead and read that. Okay, everybody, as you can see at the bottom of, of the scroller down there, you can uh, find us first at our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcore with tiers as low as $1. Starting at $1, you can get this episode early like all our other <laughs> Patreon supporters. Um, you can visit us at thenerdcore.com, Twitter at thenerdcore underscore, Insta at thenerdcore, TikTok at thenerdcore, and uh, yeah. Um, come on, come on. Yeah, and if you're on YouTube, Brad? At the Nerdcore. No, I mean, as in if you're on YouTube, leave a like. 
Oh, leave a like, follow, share, all those good things. Jesus Christ, Brad. How long have we been doing this? You still can't memorize you, this you shit? Do, you do all that. I don't do that. Brad. <laughs> I memorize like, the chain. <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell. And if you're on the audio side of things, please make sure that you follow the um, follow us and leave a five star review. All that. Yeah, I mean, look at this man. This man's literally dying on the mic. Y'all need to. Y'all need to get us to five hundred just for that. Yeah, we need four more subs, guys. Um, and we would like to thank our patrons. They make it possible, especially our wonderful executive producer Shane. Where can you find him, Brad? You follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or Twitter at thrifted.il or go buy something from the sub god at prisoncityvintage.com. Also, he'll be opening his second store, so congrats to Shane for that. Congrats to Shane, man. Damn straight. Really happy for the guy. And um, we'll be back um, on Friday for our um, True Detective Night Country episode four. If Raul is it in a coma. <laughs> Oh, episode five, actually. Episode five review. And then um, Saturday, hopefully, uh, we'll be doing um, Ted season one review. That should be quick and easy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> probably won't be more than 30 minutes. Probably not. That shit's funny. <laughs> it was funny, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry I'm dying. Brad sent him out. All right. Our own thing being the host is all. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being host. <laughs> Fuck it. Thank you for being host as always. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, all those who join us in the chat in the future. Stacy didn't join us tonight, but we'll catch them later. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every <sighs> one of you. And um, to end this episode, don't treat your staff like that and don't treat people as just money bags. Young Yoda out. <laughs>